Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Decode Your Burnout with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. And today I'm joined by Desiree Lawn. Desiree, thanks so much for being here on the show. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, just in a word, kind of like who you are, what you do. Hi, I'm Desiree Lawn, and I'm the founder of Autoimmune Health Freedom, and so happy to be here today with you, Dr. Sharon. And so, you know, my story, um, I had a 29-year commercial real estate career, and I had gone on a trip, um, a business trip, and uh, my flight got delayed. I was up till midnight, and I was so wired. I couldn't sleep all night. I came back afterward. I felt like I was really jittery. And I was like, you know, I think I need to check something out. <laughs> and so went to the doctor and she told me, didn't see my regular doctor, but she told me to stop taking any supplements I was taking and come back in two weeks and that she would test my B12 levels. And then as she was walking out the door, she said, if you still have symptoms, then I'll send you to a neurologist to, to test you for MS. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, I was really shocked. And so I did what she said. I stopped taking uh, supplements. I was taking some magnesium at the time. And uh, the first night I got terrible leg cramps. And the second night my tooth cracked when I was eating dinner and a big chunk came off. And uh and, you know, to make the story not too long today, I um, ended up uh, having a severe reaction to the dental material um, when they did a, a crown for my tooth. And uh, it just was the last straw. It pushed my immune system over the edge. And I ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome, oh fibromyalgia, um, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, uh, vitiligo, and digestive issues, uh, SIBO, basically head to toe, um, yeah, pain and, and yeah, and, and it happened overnight and my sleep was really disturbed. I would wake up at three in the morning, just tired and wired. And, um, and basically I decided that, you know, that wasn't me, you know, I'm like, I had two young kids and, um, I'm uh, happily married and, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be bedridden. I I've got to find a way to get better. And so I made that decision. Um, the doctors at the time really weren't looking for root causes. They just wanted to give me Ambien for sleep 
or they wanted to, or they would say things like, well, you must just have to accept the fact that you have anxiety. (laughs) And that wasn't really helping me get to the bottom. I wanted to know why, why did this happen and how do I get better? And, and quickly. Right. And so, um, so I, I dug deep into the research myself and I, um, was able to do things like ozone injections for my tooth infection or my gum infection. And, um, and then really, uh, dug deep and became a functional, um, diagnostic nutrition practitioner, uh, which is a health coach. And I found functional medicine and a functional medicine doctor as well. And what I found was that that they weren't just treating the symptoms, they were looking at it holistically, you know, looking at, you know, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplements, and ways, you know, to balance. And so I really had to look at my, I got to look at my lifestyle and what was really leading up to it. I was working 18 hour days, trying to get everything done. And that's where I really led to burnout for me. And it, you know, just that total exhaustion, um, in all areas, you know, physical, mental, (laughs) emotional and spiritual. And so I, you know, was able to turn it around in about three months. And, um, and then since then, you know, I have a very active lifestyle in nature and go on, um, camping trips. And uh, I think we hiked hundred miles this summer, you know, things like that. So, and, and I get to be there for my family, right. With it, which is really the most important thing. And, um, uh, and now I help other people, you know, who don't know what's going on with them with autoimmune and mystery symptoms, really, uh, give them tools to get access to functional lab tests and bioenergetics and, you know, I got to open to all kinds of things that, that could, you know, make a difference in order to, um, you know, get your life back. Yeah. Wow. So that's quite the journey. Yes. And certainly like a huge experience of life to have gone through that and figured it out and not accepting what the doctor's kind of limited knowledge of it was and, uh, figuring it out for yourself and then completely transforming what you do in your life and your health and everything else. So I want to, before we dive in further, I want to go back and you, you kind of mentioned this laundry list of things that you were diagnosed with. Can you take us through that for people who aren't familiar mm-hmm. one by one and explain to us like, what is chronic fatigue? What is thyroiditis? Like take us one by one and help us understand what is it? What were the symptoms? What were you feeling? Cause there's people out there who might be experiencing these symptoms and not have a name for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, um, even the, the, what I call jitteriness, I didn't realize was really neurological, behind it. And, and, and it was really from being in fight or flight and constantly living in that fight or flight. I basically lived in it my whole life. I didn't really know any different. It was, I was like type a on that kind of thing. Um, and then the chronic fatigue was where I would, and, and mine was very sudden, but even leading up to that, I was, I would sleep and I try to sleep in on the weekends, but I still didn't feel rested. You know, it was just that constantly dragging um, feeling. And, and then it also was some brain fog went along with that. And, um, and then things like um, 
the fibromyalgia is, is pain. And it, there's certain points where there's where before an actual doctor would diagnose it. But so I didn't know I had that, <laughs> you know, it, 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 and it was, it took a while before someone even recognized it. Um, things like uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So that relates to uh, hypothyroid, low thyroid. Um, my hair was falling out. Um, I had, um, I was sense of cold, um, you know, cold hands and feet, um, slow metabolism, kind of gaining extra belly fat kind of thing. Um, a lot of that also can relate to uh, adrenals uh, and being in that fight or flight and, uh, you know, using up the cortisol and, and kind of getting those cortisol rhythms out, out of balance. Um, so overall, it really is being out of balance. Um, and let's see what else. The other thing was the digestive issues, um, SIBO, um, that's small intestinal bowel overgrowth. And so when we're under a lot of stress, it affects the microbiome and uh, we don't digest as well. The blood flow goes away from the gut and then other opportunistic microbes can overgrow basically. And so, um, yeah, so that's another area of, you know, really looking at what's going on with the gut microbiome. This is unbelievable, right? Cause I've been talking about how people that have burned out to the extreme have talked about things like multiple hospitalizations, unexplained pain, their hair falling out, but I don't think they quite understand that maybe there's as you say, like a specific diagnosis, like the um, Hashimoto's that may be explaining why their hair is falling out or that it's fibromyalgia that is resulting in their pain that nobody's able to diagnose when they're going to the hospital and things like that. So I'm really hoping that this kind of shines a light on that for people. And it opens also up the opportunity for people to explore alternative methods to recovery, because that's obviously helped you and can help a lot of other people. So what I'd love to do now is dive a little bit deeper to really decode your burnout, because you said something super interesting, and I'm always interested in learning about uh, how our programming has contributed to mm -hmm. our current situation. So you mentioned that you had been in this industry for 29 years, mm -hmm. and you were working 18 hours a day. And that you've been in fight or flight your entire life. So tell us a little bit about what your understanding is of uh, maybe some early life experiences or some belief structures that maybe led you to working that hard and for that long. Yeah. So what I've been able to, you know, realize doing a lot of work <laughs> since then um, was, yeah. So my lifestyle was out of balance and. I thought it was going to be for a temporary time period. There was somebody, the office had retired. I was interim office head, that kind of thing, but it went on longer than I anticipated. Um, and then there's the whole trying to balance the family and the work. And, and so I had this very strong work ethic from my family that, you know, you, you just work until you drop. You know? <laughs> and so I didn't, pay attention to the, the, the signs, you know, cause I wasn't sleeping enough, right. If you're working 18 hours a day, you're not sleeping enough. I wasn't 
you know, I just wasn't taking uh, overall, uh, my lifestyle factors were just not balanced. And, and that was a lot related to my upbringing and my, my programming from childhood about, you know, working hard and wanting to be successful and make money and, and not necessarily valuing uh, myself and taking care of kids and doing uh, household, you know, chores or activities um, and, and feeling like, you know, women can do everything, (laughs) but maybe not all at once. Right. So, yeah, so that was kind of uh, a lot that, that really drove me to, um, accomplish things and be productive and, you know, be successful. And yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that definitely led to a lot of it it, because I didn't balance my lifestyle. And, you know, you keep talking about this word balance, which I'm, obviously like a big proponent of, but I think people, I think people misunderstand that term. And so a lot of times what I hear when I mention that word is people say, you know, it's impossible to have work-life balance. They really don't like hearing that term. It's very frustrating for them that they even hear people talking about it. And I always tell people it's not about a 50, 50 split, mm-hmm. right? It's like the way I like to think about it is I do yoga, right? And one of the things I've been thinking about when it comes to balance is when you, even when you do a yoga class, there's balance built into the class. So sometimes it could mean 50, 50 in the sense that I do something on the left side of my body and then I do it on the right side of my body, right? That's kind of like how people think about it. But I think there's another way to think about it. And that is that you might do a 55 minute class And then you spend five minutes in Shavasana at the end Mm -hmm. and that's balanced. Like even if it's five minutes for every 55 minutes of work, at least it's in there. And that allows you to recover from something that you've done before you move on to the next thing. And that's kind of like how we talk about taking breaks throughout the day and your work and things like that. And people just don't understand this concept of balance. So I would love your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think even, you know, there's more to life than just work. Right. So it's, it, to me, it's, there's, there's, you know, kind of a more of a pie of life and then there's different areas. And so, you know, you might, you know, how much time do you want to spend in each area with family and connections and community and self-care and, you know, and work is a component of that, but it's not, it, it, to me, it's not like you were saying, it's not fit just 50, 50, you know, it's a component and really deciding what is important to me and having that vision of what is really important in those different areas and, and then allocating time. But then it's also, you know, that whole all work and no play, right. Then we're not happy in that in that place. So it's the little tidbits, right? Just going outside and watching a butterfly, you know, just little, you know, just little breaks. I I have a feel good playlist. That's one of my big things. And I, my favorite song for that is uh, James Brown. It's, you know, I've got you, I feel good. Right. And so I put it on my phone as a, you know, a ringtone and I get, you know, I hear it go off and it just helps me shift and just remind me of, you know, the good things and uh, what's really important in life. And uh, yeah, so 
that's uh that's one way I look at balance and, and with health, it's also not just, we, we focus so much on physical because that's what people see, or they focus on a specific symptom or a specific place that it's hurting. Right. But often what's really behind that is something totally upstream somewhere else. And, and it really is, you know, the body is trying to get into homeostasis, which is balance. And it's constantly, you know, trying to do that, but we're also being exposed to all kinds of different stressors, you know? And so, uh, depending on, you know, how much the body can handle that, you know, and, and it's also, so it's the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual as, as a holistic being, look at things holistically, um, versus just focusing on physical. Yeah. Uh, is, is kind of a way, you know, yeah, that's how I see focusing on balance too. Yeah, that's that's really interesting that we're uh, supposedly like we're talking about doing that purposefully, right? And uh, from a behavioral standpoint, implementing some more things to bring us into balance, but that also our body does that automatically. It's trying to constantly do that for us, which is just absolutely brilliant. So we've we've covered a little bit about your programming and sounded like, uh, there's a very strong work ethic that you grew up in and that kind of drove you to have, you know, the kind of hours and stamina that you were going to put into your work uh, in real estate. Um, and then was there anything in your environment uh, at the time you mentioned you were raising two small kids? So obviously that's uh, a lot for somebody who is working as, as many hours as you were. Um what about the industry itself? I know that a lot of times people in real estate make their own schedules. Um, so was that um, not necessarily a blessing for you because then your work ethic kind of took over and drove you too hard? Or what would you say about environmental factors that maybe contributed to yeah. your burnout? Yeah, I would say, you know, over the years with having a 29 year career, you know, it definitely, when we started to get the, you know, I think I had a Blackberry first, you know, and the cell phones. And so then you could, and then the computers and, you know, you could work from home. So literally you could work 24 hours a day anywhere. And then it, then, then it was up to you or up to me to turn it off. But I didn't listen. I didn't necessarily choose myself first over the work that needed to be done, you know? And so it was, it, it, yeah, that, that, that kind of, um, yeah, that kind of, I, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't choose myself and my boundaries, right? Because, I, because of that, and the culture was, especially when there's transactions that need to be closed, and there's deadlines, and, you know, so it was, uh, I would say over the years, it was more where you'd have a deadline and then it would, you know, kind of go back to normal a little bit. And then you'd have another big closing type transaction or some big transaction. And then it would kind of slow down a little bit, but with the, with the cell phones and the computers and the, you know, it got to the point where it was kind of nonstop, just kind of, you know, yeah. So were you seeing everybody else around you also burn out because of that culture? Yes, I would say yes. Yeah. There was a lot of stress in that culture and, and it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty well known, you know, in the business in different, certainly in different 
areas of the business, but it's, yeah, it's pretty common. It, it's a, it's definitely a culture to, you know, work really hard on transactions and just keep going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about your programming being that you come from this idea of I need to work um, until I drop. We've got environmental factors of working plus raising two small kids and this culture with demands that are very stressful, nonstop, all these deadlines and the expectation that you're on 24-7. And then in terms of your personality, right, um, the way I usually break it down for burnout in terms of like the personality types is I talk about, are you a thinker, feeler, or doer? What I mean by that is um, that thinkers are people who are more likely to get burned out because of processes going on in their own head. So this is the people who are very self-critical. They're perfectionists. They don't have a lot of self-compassion. They beat themselves up all the time, just Mm -hmm. filled with a lot of negative self-chatter. And then you've got the feelers who are your people pleasers and the people who are taking (laughs) on other people's stuff so that leads them to have a lot more on their plate that they have to now do. Then they're dealing with all the resentment and the guilt and all the (laughs) things that come along with that. And then finally, the doers are the people who are working like the workaholics, the people who are putting in excessive amounts, and they're just so incredibly driven and they're very externally focused. So they might be ignoring those signs when they show up. And it sounded to me like you're more of a doer and you may have some overlap with the other ones, but that seems like the primary. Would you agree with that diagnosis? I would say at the time I was, you know, you know, having my burnout crisis, you know, um, I was focusing on just getting, getting things done. Yeah. 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 I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense feel some of the others as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it makes sense. It seems that personality type seems to align with that sort of programming, right? When you have that sort of um, way of thinking about the world that's shaped like from such early on, right? From such early life stages where you're a child and you're seeing your parents work really hard. Were your parents um, like working as many hours as you were? Um, at times I did see my dad work a lot of hours and my mom too. And my mom, yeah, she, she did too. Yeah. So I would say yes, overall. Yeah. And were they stress cases as well? Um, I would say my mom, maybe more than my dad a little bit, but, um, cause I think he had some other outlets. He really liked sports and things like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, he found some outlets for things, but, um, but, you know, I, I mean, I know I, I realized I came from a family of warriors and, um, you know, that was my, my mom, my grandmother, that kind of stuff. So at this point I've decided I want to end that cycle for my family, um, and really be present, right. That's, that's part of where I was, doing so much. I wasn't being right. I was so in my head. I wasn't in my heart and really tuned into, to even my body or, or my mind. I was so busy doing, I just didn't even have time to think. Yeah. And that's, um, 
you know, once I become aware of that, I, now, now I get to choose how I want to live my life and how I, how I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you've mentioned, you know, you started out by telling us about all of these autoimmune diseases that you actually got diagnosed with, and then how you started working within the functional medicine arena and with a health coach to help you kind of turn this around. So just share with the listeners, where, where are you at today with your health? And if somebody else is struggling with these issues, what's possible for them? Yeah. Yeah. Today it's amazing. I mean, I, I have, um, things that I was told by doctors over the years, I was in a car accident for like when I was 21 and I was told, you know, you'll just have to live with it. Like, you know, you'll have aches and pains forever. And by doing the things that I've done, I've gotten better than I ever imagined I could because I had these limit limiting beliefs I was told, you know? So, yeah. So now, I mean, I go hiking, uh, most every weekend, you know, we go kayaking, paddleboarding, we do everything, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I, it's just great to be able to have that stamina again, be able to spend, my daughter just had a soccer, uh, playoff tournament weekend. And, you know, we, we were there the whole weekend for her. And so just to be able to be there for my kids and, uh, have that stamina again to do whatever I want, you know, physically to travel, to, um, you know, spend time with family and friends and connect and, 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 you know, to honor myself every day, you know, and, and take the time for myself. And even though, you know, it doesn't have to be a long time, right. I mean, I start out in the morning, I have a morning routine where I tune in and do meditation and, but, you know, some days I can spend an hour and some days I can spend five minutes, you know, but to be consistent with that routine and really honor myself, uh, you know, and honor my sleep and, um, and yeah, really, yeah, uh, do that self-care, that kind of stuff. Um, so that I am in my best place. So then I can, you know, go do the things I want to do and I can be, uh, I can have that energy and be able to support my clients too. Yeah. And in addition to that, are you taking like a whole bunch of supplements now that you're kind of in yeah. the, the world of functional medicine? The best part now is now I will say I, over the course, I did take a certain amount of supplements in order to recover, you know, into, in, in order, you know, to, to get better. Um, I, but when I was so sick, I had to narrow it. I had to take liquid tinctures, um, you know, sublinguals under my tongue because of my digestion when I couldn't even handle it. I also did a lot of food-based things because food is medicine. And so hence herbs and teas and things like that. Um, but now I don't take that many, um, very few really. And, and I, um, I, I actually tune into my body as well. And then, um, and I, but I also have a toolkit. So if I, if, you know, something's happening or with my kids, you know, they start sneezing or something, you know, we're traveling or whatever there's, I have, things that are my go-to supplements and herbs that I carry with us so sure. that if something comes up, I know, I, I know I'm confident that I know how to handle it. So then I won't have, you know, 
a relapse or something like that. So yeah, so I, it's it's just a really good place to be because now I feel confident. I don't have to take tons of supplements every day. Um, you know, there's a few that are good. And sometimes, you know, if I'm under maybe some extra stress, I take some extra B vitamins, you know, or whatever it is, but I don't, um, I don't have to, you know, take handfuls every day, which is wonderful too. Well, I think that's good for people to hear because number one, you're basically sending this message of hope that if you've got all of these autoimmune diseases, there is a way to reverse them. And that even if you do have to take a bunch of supplements to get there, you don't have to stay on these things for the rest of your life. Whereas conventional medicine actually requires you to be on a regimen of pills forever. And not only is it very costly, you know, financially, but it's also very costly in terms of your health, because there's always side effects to these things, and they don't ever really heal you. They're just kind of a band-aid approach to the problem. So I love the message of your journey and everything you've shared. Now, just to wrap it up, you have already mentioned here and there a couple of tips for um, maybe things that you're doing right now that you've learned as a result of coming through this, one of which was to go from being a doer to just focus on being present. Um, and so I love that concept. And then also you talked about honoring yourself and having that morning routine. Um, any other tips that you have for somebody who maybe is in that real estate a place that you were or in another industry where it's very high stress and they're a doer, right? They're focused on getting results and closing deals. It's highly stressful. They're sacrificing their sleep. They're raising a couple of kids. What would you say to them? Yeah. So I would say that sleep is really important, more important than we realize, you know, and, and I think our culture does encourage people, you know, to, to not, value it and to, you know, reach for the coffee and reach for the sugar or whatever it is, you know, and, um, and we're, we're shortchanging ourselves, you know, we're, we're, we're not, you can't be your best self if you don't have the foundational things and that's breathing. (laughs) So, uh, that was the other thing I realized when I was stressed, which was a lot, (laughs) Um, even when I was driving, I would hold my breath and, and I wasn't, I was breathing from my upper chest and not from my belly. So really belly breathing is just so important. And, um, and it's really easy to forget, you know, and to realize, so just being aware, you know, just being aware of that and really just trying to, or focusing on taking belly breaths throughout the day before we eat you know, these kind of things actually can help us get into our out of fight or flight and into, you know, calm and rest, which is our parasympathetic nervous system. And then when we're in that, then we can digest better. So before we eat, um, you know, just basic things like that. And then, you know, just taking those five minute breaks to breathe and to shift out of that of that stress, you know, or even visualize anything, you know, time when you're laying on the beach or something, you know, ways to tune into things that make you happy and feel good throughout the day and, and breathe and, and, and then really get that sleep. Um, because without it, we, we aren't our best selves and we're not thinking, you know, as, as well as we, you know, as clearly as we could. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your tips and strategies. Um, now, if somebody has listened to your story and it really resonates with them, and maybe they're struggling with some of the things that you used to struggle with and they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yes. So my website is autoimmunehealthfreedom.com and my email is Desiree, D-E-S-I-R-E-E at autoimmunehealthfreedom.com. And um, yeah, those are the best ways to reach me. And um, also wanted to mention that I do have a um, recording of a guided Tonglen meditation that I would love to share also. Fantastic. So we're going to have all of the links to Desiree's contact info and to that meditation in the show notes. And again, thanks for being here. And hopefully those people listening are able to take that meditation, take the next step with you and really start their recovery journey.